Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Going bell to bell with the best in professional wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's get to all the exciting pro wrestling action and bring on the host. Here is Mark Hoke. And we are back on the Mark Hoke Show. It's hour number two, and I can't wait. What great pro wrestling news, entertainment, and it has been an entertaining morning so far. It has, man. To say the least. It has, man. The Songbird's in here. Um, you know, Stack Card, Loud and Proud, Volume 3. I'm excited about going to that one, man. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And by the way, Ricky's also going to be on the FSW Big Big Anniversary Show. 14 years, baby. Oh, man. This is going to be something on Sunday, June 18th, starting at 5 p.m. That's Father's Day, man. That's right. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Get Father's on. Day. Get on down there. Yeah. And, uh, of course, that's going to be at the Silverton Casino. And and this card is loaded. But Ricky's going to be in the big battle royal, the Nick yes. Bockwinkle battle royal. Bockwinkle. I'll be winning it as well. Oh. I, confident. He's confident. i got to speak it into existence. There you go. You know? Manifest then, it. Manifest it. And then at the show, at the, uh, the Silverton Casino, I'll be singing it into existence as well. Mm. I think you should just hide under the ring. And just break out in the song every minute or so, and everybody looks down like, what? And, you know, somebody will get thrown out. And as that goes on, you know, that process continues. You'll be down about two or three, and they just hop in and fly away. I, 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 might, I might end up getting, like, carried away with it. I'll start doing, like, sound effects for everyone who gets thrown out. You know, <laughs> yeah, everyone's going to be like, where is this coming from? You know, somebody gets thrown out, whoop. <laughs> Splat. <laughs> you know? I like it. Let's do that. Doing a little na 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 na. Hey. hey he's really goodbye. Hey, hey. You'd be a good manager for Ricky Tenacious, man. Yeah, this you could got... be the start of something new. There you it go. It feels so right in the studio with you. Oh. Have you ever thought of taking voice lessons? <laughs> ever? So, here's, so speaking of voice lessons, you want to talk about a story with voice lessons? I'll yes. try to make it brief. I was in a musical. I got casted in a musical lead role because what else would I be doing? Right. You know. And they pulled me aside three days into rehearsal. They said, "Ricky, listen. You know, you're so great. You're so majestic with your long hair and your beautiful voice. You know. <laughs> yeah. But some of some of the other cast members are just feeling a little bit." you know, too upstaged by you, you know, do you oh, think wow. you can tone it down a little bit? And then that is the first and last time anyone ever told me to tone anything down. And I walked out, I walked out and then they had to pay me double to come back. So, wow. Yeah. So you want to talk about, I don't need voice lessons. Okay. okay. If anything, right. if anything, uh, voice lessons need, need lessons from me. Okay? <laughs> there you go. That's how you do it. Well, Stand up, man. That's interesting, man. Stand up. Well, one guy, I don't know if he needs voice lessons or not. I've I've never heard him sing. I've just seen him write, is oh. our next guest. And we're very excited to have him on as one of the senior editors at WrestleZone.com, one of the top wrestling news sites on El Planet. Indeed. And we welcome Mac Black to the show. Matt, do you want to sing a tune while you're on? <laughs> I, I don't think so. I'm no? definitely not here to say no. Come on. <laughs> hey, come on. You got something, don't you? Yeah, I, I mean, Dave. I, I, I don't. I don't think I have anything in that department. <laughs> right. 
At least he knows his he knows his lane, yeah. right? Not not even like a little barbershop quartet. You can't <laughs> do something like that on this. Pro- probably not. <laughs> we can't all sing. That's what friends are for, or something like that. You know, I mean, come on, man. We are the world. I don't think it's no? happening today. All right, it's not happening. All right. Well, well, Matt. So much going on in the world of pro wrestling right now, as you know, we are just seeing more and more fallout from. You know, WrestleMania and Backlash and all this crazy stuff going on with AEW. Uh, I wanted to start off with you on the bloodline. And this has been such an incredible story for over three years now. And we have seen another chapter unfold before our eyes with this whole situation with Jimmy Uso and, of course, the super kick and Jay, you know, losing the U.S. title match now as they're trying to get Jay to flip even though I would imagine that that will not happen. What are your thoughts on just how this whole story has evolved over time? And what, you know, where do you see this all finishing up? Oh boy. Um, I think it's, I think it's gone a lot way longer than any of us could have expected. And at, at this point, you, you feel like it has to wrap up by WrestleMania 40 because I can't, I can't really see them going much longer because the faction's about to split. Uh, reports are suggesting that Roman and Solo are going to face the Usos at Money in the Bank. So Jade needs to make up his decision sooner rather than later because that's just a few weeks away. And, you know, at that point, Roman will defend his title against somebody at SummerSlam, which he'll more than likely win. And it seems like the direction's going to be him and Cody at, at WrestleMania 40. So... Is that the right? I feel like the story is going to have to conclude there. Is that the right move? Do you do you think that it should be him and Cody, or should they maybe go in a different direction? I mean, I you know I almost wonder if I mean I kind of feel like Jay is the guy that should finish this thing off. You know, it, it would be a great story, and uh, you know, it this is where it all began. So I you know I don't know I I'm I would be more excited about seeing Jay Uso in that spot at this point. I mean, I guess that's just me, but uh, you know, what do you think about that? I, I think I think the money's with Cody. You can see the business has been up across the board since he's rejoined the company. House shows are up, you know, merchandise is up, you know, especially like like you can't generate house show um figures in Factor and Roman Reigns because he's hardly there. I Cody's presence has lifted the WWE to a a new plateau that they haven't seen in a while. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm of the camp. He should have won the title at WrestleMania 39, and they chose not to go in that direction. But I, I feel like he has. To, the next time he's in the ring with Roman, he has to win. I, I was one of the people who said he should have won money. He should win Money in the Bank and cash in at SummerSlam, like like Rob Van Dam did at One Night Stand. But like, unless they add him in, like they did to Austin Theory last year, there's not going to be a spot for him because the final. Um, Qualifying matches Matt Riddle and Damian Priest on Monday, so it does. It seems like Cody's destined to be facing Lesnar again at SummerSlam, but I, I just I, Cody, Cody to me Cody's the guy, and Cody's the guy that's going to be able to take to, to knock Roman off. And I don't think Roman's going to. I think by the time Cody and Roman face off again, I don't think Roman's going to have any friends to have his back. And that's going to be the difference at when when Cody beats him because he's not going to have anybody to bail him out anymore. I wouldn't even be surprised if Heyman's not with Roman by 
WrestleMania 40. Wow. Drop in Heyman. No, I can see that. I, I think he, hey, this guy knows what he's talking about there. Man. But that, that sounds like a, a, a good payoff there. It's like, you know, obviously with the boss, you alienate a lot of people. So I can see that playing out until next uh, WrestleMania where he's just alone, man. And then also Cody, I mean, that's a huge buildup. You know, imagine having that reign up until next WrestleMania and then Cody wins. Like, we all thought it would happen this year. So I'm, I'm, I'm still glad that Cody didn't win. Wow, listen to you. Just a, just a Cody hater. Excited. Well, I'm a Roman guy. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> so Fair there's enough. a difference, man. Well, another – and look, I've been going off on this on the, the show for a couple of weeks now, and now we have another pile on to this WWE belt fiasco that has come out of the WWE draft. With Asuka now is the WWE women's champion – and I went on WWE's website. It is not linked to the old women's championship. The belt says WWE undisputed champion or women's champion. I am. Conf- I mean, I've lost it at this point. I am confused. I have no idea how they're going to clean all this up. The, the, the WWE world championship is still listed as an active title on their website. I can't piece all this together on how they're going to clean this up. It is, to me, a fiasco. Matt, what are your thoughts on all this belt stuff that is going on with WWE right now? Well, the main the main issue I have with it, and these titles are very much disputed. Yeah. When you, when you, have, a, when you have a men's world champion and a women's world champion on Raw, these titles on SmackDown cannot be undisputed. The only thing I can figure that they're doing right now, and this is, WWE 101 is this is a merchandising ploy and they're using this stretch of time to sell these new undisputed quote unquote championships. And when everything works itself out, there's going to be new titles on SmackDown that don't say undisputed on them. So they can sell more titles later on this year. That, that That's my only guess right now, because the undisputed thing doesn't make any sense, especially for the women like, Like, there was an argument to be made for Roman a couple weeks ago because of the two titles, that it could could be some kind of undisputed championship. But the women's title makes no sense. And, like, they haven't even mentioned on on, on SmackDown. They didn't even mention on SmackDown that the title said undisputed on it. But it's right there, women's undisputed champion, right on the bottom of the title. So... they, they They need to figure out what they're doing with that, and hopefully it will be... Uh, adjusted in kind in the months to come because no nobody's happy about it, Mark. I, you know, <laughs> I, I I I completely get where you're coming from, but I I think it's a merchandising thing. That's the only thing I can. That's the only thing I can assume right now. Yeah, I just I cannot figure out what they're trying to do with that. And and the funny part is that Oscar's on SmackDown, and that was the Raw Championship. So well, well, this I, is definitely a better method than swapping the titles this year. You know what? I was I hated that, but I almost wish they would have done it at this point. Oh no! I, no, I mean, no. well, what Rhea, they're doing? Dude, I, it's crazy. Rhea is going to get a new title tomorrow. I bet you it's going to look like Rollins' title with a white strap. Yeah, I would agree. Like, like she's going to get a new title. Oscar has a new title. That way, in future drafts, if the women's champion gets drafted to the opposite show, they don't have to worry about it anymore. It's not you know, it's not branded Raw and SmackDown. And that's something they should have gotten rid of a long time ago. So 
getting the new title needed undisputed tagline, throw it in the trash. Yeah, I mean, if they would have just done this out of WrestleMania, and, it, and I mean, the draft to me is, I, I hate it. I mean, this whole thing, I guess I'm just a history guy, so this kind of stuff just drives me nuts. You know? Yeah, I get that. Yeah, so. Well, Matt, now I want to talk to you about something that you said on Twitter. Oh, boy, here we go. Okay, and, you know, we're 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 not mad at you. Oh, oh, speak for yourself. Oh, David Difference speak might for be yourself, man. Mark. David Difference might be man at you. This was coming. But, <laughs> but you know, I, I want to ask you about it because since David and I were at Double or Nothing, you know, we were in the building and, you know, we saw and heard the crowd and everything going on. You, know, you were obviously watching it elsewhere. And, you know, you made a comment that they should move Double or Nothing out of our blessed city of Las Vegas. Ouch. And the crowd was you know, the crowd was bad and everything else. And I, I didn't I did not say that the crowd was okay. bad. Okay, that's right. Just, you actually just the, city. Just, the city. That's right. city. just the city. Just the city. But not <laughs> <laughs> the crowd, just the city. But give us your perspective on that. Why why did you feel that way coming out of double or nothing? Because I guess you know, we're here, so we're gonna have a different perspective than what some other people had. So fire away. Well, I mean every everybody wants the everybody wants the pay per view in their city. I mean that's I mean that should go beyond that, that should go without saying. Right. The, the problem AEW has put themselves in right now is they're typically they only had four pay per views a year, and they made them traveling shows. Like fans would plan their schedule around going to these four events. People would fly into to Vegas or or, or Chicago or wherever the AEW pay per view was that year, and they'd make a weekend of it. The problem was last year they added in Forbidden Door. And then they added in Forbidden Door again this year, and they put Double or Nothing in Forbidden Door basically within a month of each other. And fans decided, you know, I can't do both. I cannot financially afford to do both. I'm going to Toronto for Forbidden Door. So that prevented people from flying in to Vegas. So the gate this year was a lot less than you would typically get for for a Double or Nothing, which has been selling out every year before, you know, Forbidden Door was a thing. I, I thought the crowd, beyond the Adam Cole-Jericho match, I thought the crowd was very good. But AEW wants to sell these pay-per-views out. And if they're going to continue to have Forbidden Door in Double or Nothing within a month of each other, I just think Double or Nothing would be better benefited in bigger wrestling markets. Like like a Philadelphia, New York, New Jersey, you know, someplace like, you know, that, or Texas, that consistently sell out for big wrestling pay-per-views. It's nothing against Las Vegas. It's just Las Vegas has doesn't have the history of selling out, you know, wrestling shows on a consistent basis. Right. Well, I think there's a lot of factors that went into that. And so we're talking about ticket sales. Is that where that, that uh, opinion is based on? Because a lot of people said they were watching the show and the crowd was dead. Did you get that opinion? I, I don't. I don't agree with that. Okay. Like I, the the only the only match I thought the crowd died in was Jericho and Adam Cole. I thought other than that, watching it from home, I thought the crowd was into it the entire show. So I didn't understand where these people were coming from with those takes. Yeah, yeah. Oh so, no, I, I I thought the crowd was good. I I my factor was in if you want to sell out the venue next year, you might want to go elsewhere. Yeah, and I thought one. I thought one other issue that that came up too, and other than a lot of stuff going on here in Vegas. I mean, we had a Stanley Cup game the night before, and you know that was pulling some people apart. But 
But WWE scheduling on Memorial Day weekend was kind of rough, too. I, I didn't think that was a good idea at all. And, you know, you and I, I'm sure you're on their press release list. And I didn't get one of those, hey, we broke all those records. Hey, all this happened. And we, you know, this was amazing with uh, yeah. the uh, Night of Champions card. I didn't see that this time. And I and I think that they their little one-upsmanship game hurt everybody. I really did. Well, I mean, Night of Champions was the night before, and that's in Saudi. So you're not going to get much figures out of that. But, I mean... WWE putting NXT Battleground head to head with Double or Nothing. I mean, that's a, that's a lose lose for everybody. Like, and NXT is not going to pull people away from AEW, and AEW fans are not going to just decide, well, I'm not going to buy this pay per view. I'm going to watch NXT Battleground instead. Like, that's that doesn't work. NXT in the past have run like afternoon live events before AEW, and I mean that works. But going head to head is a bad idea. I, I honestly, if I'm AEW next year, I'm. I'm re-strategizing my pay-per-view lineup, and I'm not I'm not booking the typical weekends that I've booked the year before because WWE is being WWE is preparing for that mm-hmm. on their calendar to counteract them. And I would do different weekends. I would still do around the same time, but I would do like a weekend before or a weekend after. And that way, WWE is thrown off their game, and they're not going to have to compete head-to-head with WWE that weekend. That is a great point. I believe that, but but do it in Las Vegas. You're saying they should come back to Las Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Give Vegas one more chance. Well, so I'll tell you this: like, there's a lot of excitement. You talk about it's not a wrestling uh, city, but we had probably 13, 14 shows throughout the week. Independent shows all sold out. Like so, like the wrestling love is here, and I think also you look at the card. Like I wasn't super excited about the Double or Nothing card. It was a great show once getting there, but I don't think that it was sold as like one of the uh, can't miss shows. So let's blame AEW on this and and not Las Vegas there. Well, one of, one of a I think one of AEW's biggest issues as far as the pay per views go is they is they intend to sell these uh, arenas out based on the name value that you're getting in AEW pay-per-view. Right. They they don't really go out of their way to really hype up the card itself until about a week to two weeks before the show. Yep. So, like, you're not getting that really long build. Like, you knew the Four Pillars match was happening, but way out. Way out. But beyond that, you didn't know really what you were going to see on the show. And AEW has a habit of doing that. And that's the way Tony Khan likes to do things, so I get it. But I, I think if you're if you're building the card out longer instead of doing it, you know, within the last two weeks, I think you have a better chance of getting more people into the venue than you do without that. Right. Yeah, I would agree, and that that was something we mentioned too. That you know, the, there were only a couple of matches on the card up until about two weeks before it actually happened. So. Right, and then how do you know if you want to buy tickets, you know? Except for the fact that it's in Las Vegas and everybody yeah, wants to be in Las Vegas watching wrestling. Yeah, and it's AEW. So, yeah, I mean, that that was what they were trying to sell it on. So, pretty interesting stuff. All right, hey, Matt, we got to take a break, and uh, we're going to come back and talk some more about uh, everything else happening in wrestling. we got some uh, interesting matches coming up. Including, you know, some money in the bank and a lot of interesting things happening in pro wrestling right now. So, how about we take that break, Matt? We'll get you back here on the other side. Of course, uh, Matt Black from WrestleZone.com. I'm Mark Hoke, David Difference. And of course, we have Ricky Tenacious. Thank you still so much for house. having me, y'all. <laughs> yes, sir. And uh, we're all going to sing Kumbaya before Matt leaves. Oh, nice. 
Can we do that? Yeah, as long as he <laughs> sings with us. All right. There we go. I like it. All right. So stick around, everybody. We'll be right back with more on the Mark Hoke Show. Get ready for one of the most exciting and interactive events on the pro wrestling calendar. The 57th Annual Cauliflower Alley Club Reunion at the Plaza in Las Vegas. Meet some of your all-time professional wrestling favorites. Check out the wrestling memorabilia. Participate in terrific seminars and star-studded events, including Tuesday and Wednesday night CAC Awards and dinner nights. Visit caulifloweralleyclub.org and get your tickets and membership today. That's caulifloweralleyclub.org. 1015 FM K Don. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. And we are back on the Mark Hoke Show, the number one pro wrestling show in Las Vegas. And let's just say the, the universe. Yeah, man. Let's not mention Las Vegas. Let's just say the number one yeah. show. Just period. End <laughs> of story. Because that's what we do in the world. I'm Mark Hoke, the David Difference. We've also got our good friend, the Songbird. Mm-mm. Was that better, Ricky? Nah. Yeah, it oh. was. I think it was more uh, acceptable. Okay, you know, I'm working on it. <laughs> Give me time. Give me time. But uh, Ricky is uh, sitting in with us, and of course, we've got Matt Black from WrestleZone.com. And Matt, uh, let's uh, get back into some of the other rumblings and grumblings going on in pro wrestling. We're getting ready for Money in the Bank. What are you thinking about that? It it sounds like Ellie Knight's going to be getting that case, but uh, do you see an upset there? I, I money in the bank is reverting back to what money in the bank originally was when they first brought it into WrestleMania a long time ago, and that's a bunch of the mid upper mid card guys that are about to break through or could potentially break through to the main event scene. And they're using that briefcase to elevate them to that level, because Money in the Bank in recent years has been a lot, a lot of heavy star power, and we're not really getting that in this match. So if you if you look at the field right now, LA Knight looks like the odds-on favorite to win this, and at that point, you have to believe he's going to eventually cash in on because. They're not. They're not going to put him. They're not going to have him cash in on Roman because they ran into that same problem with Austin Theory last year. Uh, but I, I think LA Knight's ready to jump to the next level. Uh, he was. He was already a world champion in Impact. So if they give him the ball and they let him run with it, I think he can do big things in WWE. And the crowd's gotten behind him organically because it's not like WWE has really done anything for him this year to position him in a, in a spot at the top of the card. This has kind of been willed on by, you know, the WWE universe. So I'm, I'm hoping he wins money in the bank and we'll see where it takes him from there. Yeah. I, I felt bad for him not getting a shot to do anything at WrestleMania this year, by the way, what a, that was a miss. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Yeah. I think him, him and him and Lashley not getting on the show was, was a crime. Yeah, it was. No, nah, definitely. L.A. Knight, that's my guy. You know, uh, FSW, local. Did you work with him, Ricky? Uh, L.A. Knight? Yeah. Uh, I think the most that I got the opportunity to work with him was when I was with FSW, early stages FSW, and I was the ring announcer. I don't know if anyone remembers that. But that's how I got my, that's how I got my foot in the door at FSW was okay. I, I was their ring announcer. And during that, uh, L.A. Knight was a very prevalent uh, wrestler in FSW. I think 
he might may have been the champion at that time. But I got to announce him uh, quite a number of times. I got to talk to him a few times. I remember him giving me uh, some pieces of advice. You know, a lot of yes. Yeah. You know, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, I have gotten to work with. Him. I, I've not wrestled him, but uh, I have gotten to work. with him. Well, maybe uh, someday, Ricky, that'll happen. Hey, I, 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 I don't stop believing. There you go. There you go. It it never stops. Oh well, now Saturday night we've got uh, AEW Collision coming up, guys. And uh, and Matt, what are your thoughts on CM Punk coming back at the United Center and Saturday Night Wrestling in general? I know Dave and I have been talking about this a little bit. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I I, bro- I broke the news on WrestleZone earlier this year about AEW Collision. Um, this is this is a big thing for AEW. It's going to be a big. Uh, cash infusion for the company, and I, I I grew up on Saturday Night Wrestling, you know, six oh five on TBS, the Superstation. So to see Saturday Night Wrestling again live almost every week on TNT, I think it's pretty cool. And love him or hate him, CM Punk is going to draw the interest and is going to draw attention to the show on Saturday night. So if he is not going to be featured at all on Wednesdays. And the only way you're going to see him Saturday night, people are going to tune in. Uh, I, I think this is a big thing for AEW. Yeah, I know. You know, Dave and I were talking last week a little bit about you know watching Saturday night's main event, and you know we've been we're reminiscing a little bit about Saturday morning wrestling, you know, and getting oh, yeah. up and watching all those great shows that were on whatever station we could possibly find, you know, scrambled cable or whatever. Scrambled cable. Yeah. No, I had a cable, man. I don't know what was going on in your house, but well, I, I was watching. I was I was locked to the tube every morning. Well, man. we, you know, you had most of the channels, but there were a few that were you didn't yeah, pay the, for the ones you weren't supposed to have. You were as a kid, Mark. Well, you know, I I can't help what was on the scramble, but but the, but, <laughs> but there sick. were but there were a lot of sick. different show wrestling shows that were all over the place. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just no, saying. Uh, yeah, Saturday. What are wrestling. you referring to? I, <laughs> Saturday wrestling is a great thing, man. I, I fell asleep last night watching uh, Saturday night's main event just to take it back, man, and get those feels again. So I'm excited about this one. You know, I mean, Saturday something else, and I think it's gonna. Like I said, that card is so stacked as, as far as the roster. Um, it's a good way to spread things out. Yeah, this is gonna be a really interesting time for AEW because now we got Forbidden Door coming up with a few massive matches. Uh, of course, All In is coming soon. I mean, this is going to be a very entertaining time for AEW. Plus, we've got a stacked Dynamite card coming up, you know, with this Adam Cole-MJF match. Uh, what are your thoughts, Matt, about where the world championship picture is going to go with Adam Cole and MJF and you know, whoever else is flying around out there? Well, I will be live in attendance at, at AEW Dynamite this Wednesday. And I'm definitely excited to see Adam Cole in MJF. I think Cole's going to beat him because I don't think MJF's really that interested in wrestling a New Japan talent. So if Cole beats him by hook or by crook, you know, count out DQ, pinfall, whatever, I think they're going to run this back at Forbidden Door, and I think that's how MJF's going to be on the show so he doesn't have to wrestle someone from New Japan. Oh, and that's interesting. I, I, don't, I don't foresee Cole beating him for the title, but I wouldn't mind it. Uh, I think Adam Cole is is a world champion material in any company he's ever been in. And if they want to put him over MJF and win the title in a few weeks, I, I'd be, I'd be all for it. Yeah. I, I was kind of thinking Adam Cole would be the guy challenging him at, at all in, in Wembley, but who knows, maybe they'll pull that sooner. I don't know. Dave, what do you think? 
Ah, uh, MJF's my guy, man. <laughs> Why is MJF your guy? Is it because he he gave me all, type all the, three. All the heels are his guys. All <laughs> right, right, right. MJF, yeah, yeah. They're, they're all his guys. Yeah, they're doing their thing. They're doing their thing. But let me transition and ask you this, Matt. Um, how did you get your start in um, wrestling journalism and uh, end up at uh, WrestleZone? Man, I actually I actually started with wrestling video games uh, okay. back in the day. And I just, I started, um, doing through that through THQ and or in the early days of 2k. And I did a lot of stuff with the, the legends of wrestling acclaim series back in the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and after, you know, after the 2k thing transitioned through, I got an opportunity with, uh, with fan sided to start doing writing there. And, you know, after that was done, I got an opportunity with sports Kita, which led to the, where I'm at right now with wrestle zone. And yeah, it's it's been a journey, but man, it's it's the best job in the world. I I freaking love professional wrestling, and getting to just wake up and write about it every day is uh, is is a dream come true. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah, that is awesome. And well, if if people haven't gone to WrestleZone, you know, tell everybody a little bit about the site. You know, where how it's evolved over the years, and you know where all where you guys are at right now because you you guys do an incredible job in there. You're breaking news all the time, and uh, everywhere in media, it's it's pretty impressive. Yeah, we got a great we have a great team in WrestleZone, and you know we're working hard every day to bring everybody news from all across the world of professional wrestling. We've got we've got multiple interviews every week with talent from like Impact and AEW and the Independence and all that and, and NWA. And we're yeah we're trying to bring everybody the news as quickly as we can. I I know there's a lot of great wrestling sites out there that you can go to to get your news. But, you know, we want WrestleZone to be like a one-stop shop. Like, if we need, if you need your news, and if it's important, it's going to be on WrestleZone. And, you know, like, yeah, you can visit other websites. But I, I would I would prefer WrestleZone to be your, your main source for wrestling news online right now. Fair enough. Well, you know, we, you, know, you can always listen to the Mark Oak Show, too. I mean. Well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Not so much. Wow. Nah, nah, just play, man. Of course. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on with me today. Oh, uh, yeah. You're you're feisty today, David Difference. <laughs> nah, I'm good, man. Ricky Tenacious. Come on, man. The energy in here is ridiculously good. Yeah, you guys, you have to interview Ricky Tenacious sometime. Yep, I am available. <laughs> yeah, not so much. Oh, my. The wrestle zone will become the singing zone real quick. <laughs> <laughs> He's an amazing guy. Oh, man, Matt. Well, Matt, I want to thank you for coming on the show. We really do appreciate it. Uh, and, and I want to thank you for you know covering the interviews that we've been doing on the Mark Hoke show. It is definitely uh, you know means a lot to us. And I want to thank you and the team over there for you know picking up on us and uh, you know doing what you're doing. So thank you very much. Yeah, of course. You guys do great work here. And I thank, you, thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. And if they, hey, if everybody wants to check you out in WrestleZone, give them the scoop before you roll out of here. Yeah, you can you can find me on on Twitter at R Raw after Showtime. Um, and I'm at WrestleZone pretty much every day writing up news. So I'm, pr- I'm pretty easy to get a hold of if you need me for something. All right, that sounds great. Well, Matt, thank you for coming on the Mark Hoke Show. We do appreciate it, Thanks, and Matt. we will have you on again sometime. And uh, keep up the great work at WrestleZone. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. All right, there you go, Matt Black. He survived. He did, man. We didn't give him, we didn't give him the business, man. It's all good. Everybody got an opinion. I understood what he was saying. 
what, yeah. he, what he was trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. You know, of course, he doesn't hate Las Vegas. Who does? You know, Nobody. we got to. Yeah, you know we got to do. We got to bring him out sometime. Oh yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we got we we got a lot of fun wrestling journalists that need to actually experience Las Vegas instead of being stuck in their hotel rooms. Well, you talk about experience Las Vegas. What 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 does that include, Mark? Oh, you got to go all over the valley. Yeah, Chica's the Benitas. valley. You say? Oh yeah, big valley. Yes, the big valley. <laughs> it's a very big valley. Maybe he can come to a loud and proud on June 24th at the LGBTQ Center, 7 p.m. start time. Tickets available on Eventbrite. Come raise funds for the LGBTQ Center and enjoy a fantastic night of professional wrestling from Big Valley Wrestling featuring the likes of Tommy Burner, Charles DeSales, <laughs> Kid Bandit, Trisha Dora, Dishay, Papa Yase, Dark Sheet, JV Senegal, oh, and me, Ricky Tenacious, ah, plus many more. Wow. There you go. You know, and I set him up for that intentionally, too, and now I'm regretting it. Yeah, well, that's that's what you get. So You know what you won't regret? Going to Loud and Proud on June 24th. <laughs> uh, who's on that card, man? We know oh. who's on that card. <laughs> all right, all right. Oh, my God. David Difference causing trouble in there. Ah, in all um, seriousness, no, when it comes to the card, because I really do want to just let people know, the main event for Loud and Proud has been announced. The main event will be for the Las Vegas Championship, currently held by Papa Yase. He will be defending against the Techno Witch Kid Bandit mm. in a hardcore match Uh-oh. in the main event of Loud and Proud. First time we've ever had a hardcore match at Loud and Proud. And uh, if, you've, if you've seen Kid Bandit... Uh, the possibilities are endless. Yeah, that what is that very- individual can accomplish in the ring, and you add weapons to the mix. Whoa, you will be watch on the out. edge of your seat. Yeah. yeah, watch out, brother. I think I think maybe we should pick out a weapon for them to use, David. Well, I think if you guys are going to be at the show, I mean, you know, maybe bring a a Mark Hoke shine, like a Mark Hoke sign. You know, you use my sign, or maybe. Just, <laughs> yes. I think says says Mark Hoke with an arrow pointing to you. Light bulb, you know, just went off. Or may, maybe you could use this huge uh, cardboard cutout of uh, Batman that you have here oh, in the studio. If, if that got used, trust me, yes, you should good. bring it. it. It would be, it would be so so bad for me. I'm calling it now, and I'm demanding it. We uh, want the Batman. <laughs> we want the cardboard Batman. Batman cutout. It's it's there. Yeah, let's oh, get rid of this thing. God, you don't you don't know, guys. Trust me, you don't know. Oh, we know. No, you don't know. (laughs) Oh, you didn't know? I had to do it. I'm sure somebody out there was thinking. Of course they were. All right, let's get our final break in. Uh, But before we go to break, I just want to remind everybody, something else that's going on in Las Vegas, too, is the Cauliflower Alley Club. Uh, They've got their 57th annual Cauliflower Alley Club reunion event coming up. And, boy, this is a packed award show. Of course, uh, Brian Blair, good friend of the show, the president of the CAC. That's my guy. And it is going to be something special with you know CM Punk receiving awards. Ron Simmons is going to be there. You know, we had Joe Malenko, uh, nasty the Nasty boys. boys. I mean, this is going to be an awesome three days, and we want you to check it out. But the first thing that you have to do to be able to even buy a ticket mm-hmm. is get a membership. The CAC, of course, helps take care of people that have been in the professional wrestling industry that have fallen on hard times. A lot of these uh, men and women are independent contractors. So when their time in the spotlight is up, they're kind of on their own and they have helped out some of your favorites, favorites over the years. And we really would like you to join the club. 
It's twenty five dollars for the year. Twenty five, man. That's it. Come on, you. You know, it's a couple of mocha lattes. Now, that's a beautiful cause, man. I was watching a, a Kevin Nash interview. He was talking about his last moments with uh, Scott Hall, and was saying Scott Hall went to the hospital, didn't have insurance, and you know, and, and you just think such an iconic person is like everything's set and their life is taken care of. Um, but this organization, it definitely helps people out in those moments. Absolutely. So please go get a membership today. Uh, go to caulifloweralleyclub.org, get your membership, and then get your tickets. Meet and greets, banquets, all sorts of terrific stuff going on. You're going to meet some of your favorites of all time down there. I can't wait. We're going to be there. And it is just going to be a very special three days at the Plaza in Las Vegas. Once again, it's caulifloweralleyclub.org. And, and speaking of some of our favorites, when we come back, we're going to talk about one that unfortunately passed away this week as we say farewell to the one and only Iron Sheik. So a little memories of the Iron Sheik and a lot more coming up on the Mark Hoke Show with David Difference. And we've got Ricky Tenacious sitting in with us as well today. Stick around, everybody. We'll be right back. wellness can help you achieve your goals and look and feel your best our regenerative medicine clinic utilizes stem cell and exome therapy we also have a comprehensive weight loss program and numerous other services you can find on our website at infinitewellness.info we're located at 8925 west post road suite 100 right across from ikea you can book your appointment today by calling us at 702-842-2244 or find us on social media at infinitewellness.lv we'd love to be a part of your journey If you're looking for an award-winning dining experience at outstanding prices, look no further than Unique Eats. Whether it's their incredible breakfast platters, amazing pastas and sandwiches, or world-renowned pizzas, celebrity chef Dominic Tedesco will have you covered. Check out their coffee and smoothie bar, vegetarian options, catering, and top-flight service. Visit Unique Eats today at 3100 South Durango Suite 100. Call 702-992-3038 or go to uniqueeatslv.com and we'll see you all at Unique Eats. 1015 FM K-Don. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas. The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke. And we're back for the final segment of the Mark Hoke Show here on K-Don, the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. And here we are. David Difference. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Uh, do I want to speak on this? I don't know. I'm just going to let it go. Maybe next nah, next week's anniversary show. I'm just going to let it go, man. I'm going to woosah everything I want to say right now because I got some things I want to say. Okay. I'm just going to woosah it. Well, you know. Let it go. What's it? Let it go. <laughs> let it go. Let it go. No, no, no. Stay out Here of we this. go. Leave no. it to the profession. Oh, you like that? I I, I, I like what we had it going for a second. Like, let it starts- go. Oh. All right. Let Just it hold go. on for hold on for one more day, Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One one more day. That Nate dog? Can we five hundred twenty five thousand six hundred <laughs> minutes? Yeah. The voice of Ricky Tenacious, everybody. Yeah. It's it's questionable, but we still like it. It's <laughs> That's the only word you need to describe. Bro. Oh man, I'll tell you what. Well, guys, uh, we would be remiss if we did not uh talk about the unfortunate passing of one of the legends and probably one of the most 
beloved guys behind the scenes, too, mm-hmm. of professional wrestling. As the Iron Sheik passed away at 81 years old earlier this week, just unbelievable outpourings, social media, uh, all over the place. So many people just really seem to like this guy. I've heard some interesting stories about the Sheik. Yeah, like to have a like to have a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was a fun guy, man. You know, but uh, so many people uh, paying tribute to Sergeant Slaughter and many more all over the place. But you know, I guess when I think of the Iron Sheik, you know, the I mean, the first thing comes to mind for you know Dave, you and I are Hulkamaniacs. Uh huh. Yes, sir. And of course, he was the man that ended up being the transitional champion to Hulk Hogan, and. uh Ended up making a Twitter career out of it for the next, you know, 20, 30 years. <laughs> Got a little mileage out of that to, out of that one. But, uh, you know, the Sheik was so much more. Uh, you know, it was, obvi- was a, you know, a rest, you know, an amateur wrestler, won an AEU gold medal. Uh, wow. You know, was part of a, you know, was trying to get on the Iranian Olympic team, just missed that, but was an assistant coach for the United States team for a while. Uh, so very accomplished amateur background, did a lot of training, of course, came up in the same class with Ric Flair, yep, getting yep, trained yep. with Vern Gagne, and, you know, wrestled all over. Of course, you know, most well-known for his time in WWE. Uh, you know, of course, the Hulk Hogan situation, de- de- being the one to dethrone Bob Backlund, and the team with Nikolai Volkov, and, of course, then uh, aligned with Sergeant Slaughter in that whole little situation where Sarge went traitor. Right. Those boys got a little heat for that one, yeah, just a tad. Uh, and you now, of course, uh, wrestled in Mid Atlantic and so many other places. Uh, you know, just but it was really a fun loving guy. I, w- I was actually watching some of the YouTube clips of outtakes and bloopers and so on. Saw the legendary Turkey promo. Jane Maine just was something else. Uh, you know, guys, your thoughts on? The Iron Sheik, uh, Iron Sheik, tremendous talent. That, that was so. That was my first introduction into wrestling was Hogan versus uh, the Iron Sheik. So I mean, especially I mean, as a kid in those days, it's just like he was a heel. He was just a bad guy. There was no like <laughs> he's going to turn around or change his ways. Uh, we were meant to hate him, but you know his body of work. You look back and it, it was just. It was it was amazing, iconic man, and that and now as you get into like the internet age and everything, he fit well with that. I mean, from being on the Howard Stern show, uh, that took him to another level in his Twitter rants and, uh, yeah, it's just a tremendous talent, man. And I definitely think he lived a beautiful life. You know, a lot of ups and downs um, as we all do, but you know, good stuff. And I just saw that Hogan when Hogan beat him for the title on somebody played a clip of it, but. We won't talk about it now. You have a you, <laughs> you have a wow. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> yeah, it's just random and rare. Yeah. But uh, so, Ricky, you were telling me that you had dinner with the Iron Sheik. Yes, I did have dinner with the Iron Sheik. <laughs> How did that come about? Uh, well, it was quite a while ago, but it was uh, it was at the Cauliflower Alley Club. Okay, uh, because uh, I, I I was I, I was a member of that, and uh, with my dad, and we went to their big banquet, and. Uh, it was like I think it was the first year we went, but yeah, all these legends around at different tables, you know, eating and drinking and such, and people accepting their awards. And then um, I ended up uh, sitting at this at this open table, and then uh, before I know it, boom, here comes Iron Sheik, That's and crazy. Iron Sheik is sitting right next to me. And I think for a short period of time, Raven was also sitting next to <laughs> wow. me as well. I had Iron Sheik on my left and Raven on my right. 
and I was like a teenager. I was a young boy with my dad, you know, and I was just like, I was like, whoa, this is this is awesome. And uh, I remember a uh, one of the one of the members who was there at the, at the reunion that year. They made like this really beautiful art piece for Iron Sheik. It, it was like uh, it was it's like one of those wooden uh, like a wooden painting, like you take a piece of wood and then you carve in like the picture you're trying to draw, and it was Iron Sheik, okay. and he accepted it very graciously. And then uh, he ended up, I like getting. They gave him a mic, you know. They gave Iron Sheik a live mic, and oh, he God. just kind of went on for a good ten minutes, <laughs> and it it, 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 it it got pretty raucous, and it was really fun. <laughs> and I was like two feet away from him, you know. And uh, it was it's definitely a memory that I'll cherish with me forever, being able to do that uh, with Dar- with, with Iron Sheik. Oh, yeah. um, but in general, you know, when you talk about heels and you talk about legends in the business you know iron sheik certainly comes to mind especially as somebody who was able to uh expand the business of professional wrestling you know he was somebody that you know you put on the tv screen and you believe wrestling you put you put him on you put him in a match with hulk hogan you're buying a ticket to it you know so he really he really paved the way Uh, beautiful memory beautiful memory to a beautiful man man r.i.p absolutely so say goodbye to the iron sheik and uh, with that, we're also going to say goodbye for the day. What? Yeah, we kind of have to. Hey, hold on. I'm just getting started. Man. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, David Difference. But we want to thank Ricky Tenacious thank for coming you, in. Goodbye. Farewell. I bid you all adieu. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It and, and Ricky, real quick, Twitter. Uh, at Songbird of Wrestling. There's like seven W's, but... Uh, easier way to get a hold of me is my Instagram page at Songbird of Wrestling. All right, so check it out, and of course he'll be at the FSW show as well, along with that Big Valley show. So yes, hop yes. on that Twitter and see what he's got going on. As for us, thank you for being with us today on the Mark Hoke Show. We do thank appreciate you. it. Hello. Follow us all over social media. Just look up Mark Hoke Show. We're everywhere. We'll see you next week. Have a great day, Las Vegas. Want more of the Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show and visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today and thanks for listening.